OTAs are approaching very soon, and the 49ers are looking to run it back. We're going to break it down right here on the Wayne Breezy Show. Get ready. Let's go. Breezy this, breezy that. They know I'm gold blooded. I got the Niners on my back, you know. And yeah. Breezy this, breezy that. Ain't nobody working like Breezy, and that's a fact. What's going on, Faithful? It's your boy, Wayne Breezy. Thank y'all so much for tuning in to the show. I felt like I was here Monday, but I know I wasn't here Monday because I was out working on Monday. But it felt like I was here Monday because on Tuesday I was with John. I don't know. What's going on, everybody? Shout out to the Breezy's Bunch out there. I see you guys in the chat super early. Just like I like it. Like, Peachy's in the building. She says, good morning, everyone. It's hump day. Let's have a great show. Shout out to Peachy. She's out there. Jax Knox is in the building. Good morning, Faithful. I hope everyone is having a great morning. Shout out to my sister, Melissa. She is in the building. It's really good to see you, Melissa. Uh, good to hear from you as well. Miss Debbie is in the building. Blessings to all of the BBs this morning. I guess everybody is a little, uh, a little like, I don't know. I didn't do a show Monday, and I forgot to make the announcement that I wasn't doing the show. But everybody's here, so I, I love it. Dion's in the building, says, Morning Breezy. What's going on, hashtag BB? Uncle Scott, what's up, Breezy? What's going on, Uncle Scott? Listen, I'm excited because the 49ers, every day like that a day passes, we get a day closer to 49ers football. Like, as as the day passes, we get a day closer, right? So OTAs are on their way, and then training camp will sue me after that. And then it's the preseason, and then it's time for the NFL season, the 2023 NFL season to kick off. And the 49ers start their season off on the road all the way on the East Coast against the Pittsburgh Steelers. I'm super excited. Uh, the 49ers rush road trip is going to be taking off this year. we got about six games that we're doing, possibly even more. Myself, John Chapman, Vicky, the whole crew, Nick, uh, Coach Cruz. The whole crew is going to be out there. It's going to be a great time. I promise you, you don't want to miss one of the rush road trips. All that information will be available to you guys. We'll have it definitely for you on Friday's episode because John will be here talking a little bit about it. All right. And so it's going to be really fun. It's going to be great to get back out there with you guys and, you know, have some fun before the game and then have fun during the game. And then if you get lucky, we'll have some fun after the game. And that's that's what you get with that rush road trip experience. I, I, t I promise you it's an experience you do not want to miss out. Thank you guys again for tuning in. Don't forget to hit that like button if you're new to the stream. If you're brand new to the stream, you've never been here before, you're like, what the hell is this? Who the hell is this? Make sure you go ahead and subscribe to the channel, even before you find out who the hell and what the hell this is all about. But I can tell you, if you're if you're into football, if you're into sports, this is the place you want to be every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday morning at 11 a.m., all right? So don't forget, hit that like button. Don't forget to subscribe. And if you want to become a member of the Breezy's Bunch, the Breezy's Bunch is one of the dopest crews around. I call it the BBC crew or the BB crew or BBC, however you you want to call it the breezy brunch crew will hold you down all you got to do is click join right there and you'll become a member of the breezy's bunch don't forget to subscribe uh on apple Podcasts as well as spotify make sure you leave a five-star rating uh immediately after the show this will be uploaded to apple Podcasts as well as spotify and all your other various streaming services for your favorite podcast all right so make sure you guys go ahead and check that out you can follow and subscribe right here uh, uh on uh, Twitter as well at the Wayne Breezy as well as on Facebook and Instagram. Now check this out: three subscribers away from the giveaway. All right, we're doing a giveaway, an autographed Elijah Mitchell jersey, uh, and we're three away. So once we get to the three K, I'll go ahead and do a nice little random jizzoint uh, for the members here. And we'll go ahead and let you guys know who's going to be the lucky winner. It's going to be one of the subscribers of, of the channel, all right? So 3K away. I mean, we're three away from the 3K giveaway. Hey, that's kind of cool. Three away from the 3K giveaway. Don't forget to shop uh, for your uh, latest apparel. I got Wayne Breezy apparel as well as Nitty Gritty Niners apparel right here. www.twben.com backslash shop. Go ahead and support the brand. Support the channel as well. New music is going to be coming out very shortly. I can, I'll keep you posted on that. And if you guys want to email me, you guys have any questions about the show or anything you want to share with your boy Breezy, there's the email. I don't really give it out, but there it is. 
thewaynebreezy at gmail.com. And we'll be getting back to our sponsors as the season picks up. Listen, I'm super excited. Sean is in the building. What's going on, Sean? How you doing, bro? Uh, Elijah going to get traded or go on the ER? Mmm, hot spicy takes. VZ408 is in the building as well. Shout out to all the Breezy's Bunch members, man. You guys are in here. I love it when I see y'all names pop up in a certain color. And again, if you're not a member, just click join, and then your name will pop up in a dope color. All right? All right, let's go ahead and get down to the show. Uh, What I would like to do today, being that it's Wednesday, Moses isn't here today. So it's, we're going to open up the lines because I have a question for you. I want to hear from you guys uh, and how you feel on, uh, you know, certain things with the 49ers and how they're doing. Uh, now that the draft is tucked away, Ricky Minicamp is tucked away, uh, we're preparing for OTAs. These are the voluntary workouts. Now, a lot of you are like, well, what does that mean, voluntary? Well, it's it's, it's exactly that, right? Players, uh, you know, they're not required to participate Um uh, during these workouts and things like that, all right? But they begin May 22nd, May 23rd. So next week, voluntary workouts will begin. I expect to see the quarterbacks there. Uh, all three of them, all four of them will be there, more than likely, to be honest with you. Yes, we have four quarterbacks on the roster. Uh, all four will be there May 22nd, May 23rd. That's when they kick off, all right? Uh, then they go through May 25th, and then May 30th through 31st. Then you got June 2nd. Then there's June 5th through the 6th. And last, then there's June 8th, and then there's a mandatory mini camp. That's before training camp, which will be June 13th through the 15th. So there's your latest dates that are upcoming dates for the San Francisco 49ers. Uh, And make sure you're you're here. Make sure your alerts are set to all so that way you don't miss any uh, special episodes that may go down, breaking newses, all those types of things, Uh, different videos. We got shorts putting up here. There's a bunch of stuff that's going down. So make sure, you know, you guys have that set to all and on at the same time. So you don't miss out on what's going on with the Niners. All right. Now, what interests me was the interview that uh, running back Christian McCaffrey did. Uh, and he, you know, he had a, a little statement in the thing. And, you know, what I took from that, I mean, he basically said, you know, that, you know, he's glad that, you know, he was traded to the 49ers. It's the best thing that ever happened to him. Uh, it was his only trade. And, you know, he had a really good, prominent career in Carolina, dealt with a couple of injuries. But then he came to the 49ers. And I know a lot of a lot of the faithful, I'm not going to sit there and, 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 and point any fingers, but a lot of the faithful were a little weary on the Christian McCaffrey trade because the Niners gave up, what, a second, a third, and a fourth. They gave up a lot of picks, right? And then it was just like, can he stay healthy? And so then he comes here. He performs damn near well. He becomes, he's a pro bowler. Christian McCaffrey made it to the pro bowl. And uh, he was healthy the majority of the season. I mean, a, little, a little dings here or there. Troy, what's going on, baby? He's back from his vacation. Saw the pictures of you and the family. Uh, and so with Christian McCaffrey coming out saying this, I'm super intrigued to figure like to see how Kyle Shanahan is going to utilize Christian McCaffrey going into 2023. Because what we saw in 2022, we saw Christian McCaffrey do what? He threw a touchdown in the Rams game. He rushed for a touchdown and he caught a touchdown all in the same damn game. And so then we didn't see it anymore. It was like there was no more Christian McCaffrey, the QB. All that stuff kind of like fizzle, dizzle, died out and things like that. But I was excited because I felt like this is going to be a piece. And I felt like Christian McCaffrey made the team gel so much better. What's going on, Bryant? Um, Made the team gel so much better, right? In my opinion, I felt like the team kind of went on this kind of they, they were on a slower trajectory up, but then the moment that he came in, the trajectory kind of like transformed, and then it just kept going up and up and up and up. And you heard Kyle Shanahan talk about that um, at the, the Dwight Clark event uh, that they had. You know, he talked about it. He says, hey, man, no one's talking about how Christian McCaffrey, you know, is undefeated or, or lost one game as well since he's been here and things like that. You know, he came in. I'll never forget that Chiefs game because – Man, that was what a crazy weekend. That was his first start. He played in that Chiefs game. What's going on, Eric? 
And, you know, we got our butts mollywopped. Not only did we get mollywopped by the Chiefs, it was a good game up until what? The third quarter, I think. Like, the game was pretty damn near tight. Then the third quarter is kind of like when it started to pull away. Chiefs made some adjustments. Niners made some mistakes. Um, but that was a crazy weekend because that was the same weekend my channel, my my original channel got hacked. So shout out to everybody. I just wanted to do a quick shout out and round of applause to you guys for getting your boy back on track. Shout out to Peachy. She's been doing a hell of a job managing this stuff. Um, you know, and everybody that's helping, you know, you know, gain traction. Everybody, Jesse, Jacqueline, uh, Miss Debbie, Moe's, Fear, the whole crew, nothing but Niners. You know, everybody that's been helping, uh, you know, get this stuff back. My man Paul uh, and, and the crew over there across the pond. Like, it's just been a crazy, crazy dope journey trying to get back on track. But we're here, and I'll just never forget that week. You know what I mean? I'll never forget that week. Kylie, he didn't, right? And I didn't, I didn't say that. And back to the the week that week game, the game against the Chiefs. I'm not saying that he like underperformed, but it was just like, like can you imagine? Like the the week after, he was like Superman. So just imagine what Christian McCaffrey is going to be like. You know what I'm saying? It's going to be crazy. Can you imagine what Christian McCaffrey is going to be starting week one now at the 49ers? I know a lot of the question marks are around, like, our quarterback situation and Trey Lance and things like that. You know what I'm saying? But I, I really don't think it's going to be that big of a deal. A lot of people have the right tackle circle. They're a little concerned. It's okay. It's here. It's okay to be concerned about the right tackle because you've never seen it before. It's okay to be concerned about the quarterback situation because we haven't seen Trey Lance play much. We haven't seen Sam Darnold in this system. It's okay to have questions. It's okay to have a little doubt. It's okay to be a little scared. Here I am just trying to tell you and steer you guys on the ship I have the faith. So if you guys want to jump on my faith wagon, be my guest. I got plenty of room, all right? They don't call us the faithful for nothing. Some of us just are really strong, and we really believe in certain things. And here's the thing. Like, I really have faith in whoever's going to be quarterback. So when Trey Lance is out there, I have faith that he's going to do the damn thing. If Sam Darnold ends up having to come out, I have faith he's going to do the damn thing. And if Brock Purdy heals like the way he's supposed to be healing, and when he comes back, not only do I have faith, there's proof that he was able to do it. Now we just have to kind of see if he can come back and re, you know, recoup from that type of injury he had with his elbow. So it's going to be super interesting. But here's the thing. The team is built. The team is built. The team is constructed to win games. Yes, you need a quarterback, but the team is constructed to still win. How do I know? Look at the way the team is built. There's only one question mark you guys got on the offensive line. Opposed to last season when there was three, there were three question marks. You didn't know what Aaron Banks was going to do. You didn't know how Spencer Burford was going to do, right? And you didn't know how Jake Brindle was going to do. Well, I guess what? Jake Brindle did so well, they extended him four years. They gave him a four-year deal. He's the free agent they, they signed for four years. Jake Brindle, center. Never played it before in his life at, at this caliber. Never started a game. All I'm saying is, that's a solid piece. Trent Williams is still a solid piece. Aaron Banks to everybody's a solid piece. Spencer Burford, solid piece. There's only one kind of like spot you got to kind of like, you know, coddle along. Just, you know, you're cooking in a frying pan. You got to keep basking it with the butter. You know what I'm saying? Just, just one position. It's the right tackle. And we'll figure it out. And then they also brought in free agents that can possibly play guard. And you can slide over Burford to the right tackle. There's so many options. The options are unlimited for the 49ers. But this is how they're looking to run it back. I know people are like, well, what is this episode about? It's about the 49ers running it back. Running it back where? Running it back to where they, you know, where they were, where they left off. They left off at the NFC Championship game. They got beat because according to what we we know, we were, we were one man less. Basically, it was 10 on 11. I don't care how you look at it. Debo said it best. You know what I'm saying? 10 on 11. So, I, look, at the end of the day, they're looking to run it back. So they started by, instead of the offensive line, and I'm, I'm going to go through each position group. So bear with me, guys, and then I'm going to open up the phone lines, okay? So I'm going to go through each position group. So they started um, uh, with the offensive line. 
they they needed one more. They only got one kind of uh, a, a question that people, you know, it's it's one is it's less than three. I leave it at that. Let's go to the quarterback position. We talked about that. Listen, we know Trey Lance can do things well in this offense because we've seen it. We haven't seen enough of it. We haven't seen a lot of it. But we know there are things he can do well just as as much as we know that there are things that he doesn't do well. It's okay. Those are, we're going to get those growing pains. And I feel like you get him earlier throughout the season. You get him out early. What if Trey Lance struggles but finds ways to win games? And I know it's a what-if question, but I mean that. Like, what if he struggles in accuracy, but he finds a way to help this team win on the road in Pittsburgh, which is damn near almost impossible, according to everybody else out there in the world, where Pittsburgh, who hasn't played at home and opened up at home in a very long time, rarely loses, right? The percentages are crazy. So... It's going to be interesting, all right? Running backs. Uh, they didn't really do much to the running back position. They added a couple of undrafted guys. We talked about those guys. Ronald Awad, Kalon LeBorn. Can those guys make this roster? Can they crack the roster? You saw Sean earlier in the show says, hey, man, one of the running backs may end up going to ER uh, and Elijah Mitchell or being traded. So there's possibilities, right? The wide receiver position is 12 deep and is only from – from what we know, there's only five slots. I'm giving it six. That's going to be an interesting room to watch. Tight ends. They went in the draft and got two tight ends, right? They didn't draft one tight end. They drafted two tight ends. So they're looking to upgrade there, right? They're looking to upgrade who they have. And Charlie Warner and Ross Dwelly are definitely still members of this roster, right? So now the question is, how will this depth chart at the tight end position kind of be formulated? This is how they're running it back. I'm telling you guys that, look, I know we draft for the future, but there's some of these players that they drafted right now in 2023 that will make an impact. Let's go to the edge rushers. Go to the defensive side. All right. It's Nick Bosa. It's Drake Jackson. Don't forget about Drake. And I know we haven't seen him play, but I guarantee you this kid is going to come in there opposite Nick Bosa. He should be lining up opposite Nick Bosa on your base downs. They made him get a little bit bigger, right? And let's see if he still he still has the bend. It's not like he's going to get big and he's going to lose his bend. No, that's his gift. The gift is his bend. That's what he does. Can he add a couple of more moves? Can he work on his hands? Can he get more violent with his hands? Those are the things he can improve on. But that bend is bar freaking none. I don't even think Nick Bosa has the type of bend Drake Jackson has. All right? And if I'm missing your comments, I do apologize. I'm looking at a different screen. <laughs> um, So, like, the defense on the edge, you lost a couple of players, but you added in kind of like those same type of players that you lost that can possibly get you more, but at least that same type of production. Does that make sense? They, they'll give you minimal the same production you got from the edge rushers that you lost, or it can possibly be greater. Linebackers, I mean, defensive tackles. I mean, this is the area right here, and he, uh, Javon Hargrave, is one of the uh, finalists on the poll, uh, in the poll question, all right? Look, the addition to Javon Hargrave is, def- is far superior. That might be one of the greatest uh, free agent signings of all time, for the 49ers. I mean, last year it was Mooney Ward. That was great. You saw how well he was. But this year, you have no idea how much more better, yeah, I'm saying it like that, Mooney Ward is going to be this year now that you've added a premier pass-rushing defensive tackle that can also be effective in the run-stuffing game, right? Listen, Javon Hargrave, boom. Right there, to me, that's going to take the Niners kind of like over the top. So their defense didn't get worse. Their defense got better better they lost more pieces but they got better it's weird to say right how damn we lost this many pieces yeah but they added in more quality players then you, you and and then you signed you brought back some of the guys you know what i'm saying that you felt like would come in here and compete ty mcgill kevin Givens, and Khalil davis is the person that we all have the question mark around we want to see how he's going to improve you look at your linebackers they added they drafted not one but two linebackers they also signed Marcelino McCreary Ball. This is how the 49ers are looking to run it back, right? 
Look, they stacked. They're stacked at this position. You know, Fred Warner, Dre Greenlaw, Oren Burks. Then you get to Marcelino McCreary Ball, the one-year deal guy. Demetrius Flanagan Fowles was bought back on a year. Curtis Robinson is here on a one-year deal. Didn't they draft the D. Winters and Jalen Graham? And we just talked about this yesterday with uh, on the John Wayne show on, on the 49ers Rush uh, channel. Listen, those two players, like, they have a potential impact now. Like, they're going to be with the best damn tight ends coach anyway and Johnny Holland, and then you you bring these guys in here. It's going to be super interesting to watch, like, how the linebackers, who I feel, th- if you ask me what position group do the 49ers, like, produce the best, it's the linebackers. It's the linebackers. It's the linebackers. It's the linebackers. It's hands down the linebackers. The moment Fred Warner was here, he started, right? And then from that point on, they just kept breeding him. Now they had a couple of knuckleheads in there. Hey, they drafted Ruben Foster as knucklehead. There's nothing we could do about knuckleheads. He was a knucklehead, all right? But all I'm saying is this is one position that I feel like the San Francisco 49ers are, going to, are, are, are stocked in. Now they can't keep all 10 that they have on the roster, but they are going to have a plethora of guys to pick from. Safety position. Guys, you already see that Jair Brown is becoming not just a fan favorite, but just a a leader. And he hasn't even been around Hufunga, Gibson, Hawkins. Oh, he hasn't even been around those guys. All right? But this is how they're looking to run it back. All right? And then we get to the cornerback position to, to cap off the defense. All right? They added in a couple of guys. And then there's still a couple of guys to me. They drafted Darrell Luter Jr. And then they got a couple of undrafted guys. But they went in the offseason and they signed three, four free agents, right? I would say three, three, four free agents. Trey Swilling, Miles Hartfield, Isaiah Oliver, A.J. Parker. Listen, coach, uh, defensive coordinator Steve Wilkes came out and said that we went and got the best guy at the nickel spot in Isaiah Oliver. Interesting. Interesting take. Interesting take. Now, he did intercept Jimmy Garoppolo in the Atlanta Falcons game. I don't know if y'all was there, if y'all watched it. You want to know who got the interception? Isaiah Oliver. He was the guy that got the interception. Very interesting take, though, because I feel like I want to see Samuel Womack III. I want to see some of these new guys. Terrell Luter Jr. I want to see some of these other guys. Can they come in there and, and, and step up and bump up that nickelback spot? But I think Isaiah Oliver is the guy that's kind of got the lock. I think he's the guy that's kind of got the lock for right as of right now. Again, OTAs start May 22nd. We'll get a good look at some of these players and things like that. And then we got to cap it off with the special teams because how can we not run it back without special teams? We lose Robbie Gold, but you insert Zane Gonzalez, which was the trade. And then you get Jake Moody, which you drafted. Look, in my opinion, Special teams in the kicking department just got better. Here's why. Two reasons. One, Robbie Gold no longer has to do kickoffs, and Mitch Wisnowski no longer has to do kickoffs. Both struggled in kickoffs. Both. Both of them. Both of them. Both of them struggled in kickoffs. Here's the one thing I know that Jake Moody won't struggle in. Touchbacks. Accuracy. I don't think it's going to be a problem. I know a lot of people feel like this kid's got to come in and kick in the big leagues. Hey, man, that's fine. That's your prerogative. But I tell you one thing you're not going to have to worry about, freaking kick-offs. It's just something you're not going to have to worry about, right? Touchbacks. And so what what does that do? How does that help? Well, it allows your defense to get out there, and it's going to force those teams to go 75 yards every single time on that D. 75 on that D every single time. That's what Jake Moody is going to be able to do for the 49ers. They're looking to run it back. How can they get back to that spot where they were at the NFC Championship game, get over that hump again, and get back to the Super Bowl? Well, they upgraded their special teams. And that, to me, is huge. And we're just talking about, like, the kickers, the punters, and things like that. You also brought back Tabor Snapper, right? I mean, Tabor Pepper, (laughs) who's the snapper, right? You brought him back, and that's that's a, to me. That's the one of the most solid moves you can. Don't break up the continuity that's already there. 
Did I have to pause after that, West Coast? 75 on that D? My bad. I'll pause on it. No problem. But not, well, pause. I'm not pausing on that. You get what I'm trying to say. But that's the, that's my thing. It's like the Niners have typically, I, I, I'm just trying to give you some light that they kind of upgraded, like, not just next year. They, they're upgrading right now. Like, they're, they're upgrading for now. Like, like, they got better players to come in and compete. They got rookies that are going to come in and compete. And the, the, the cool thing is the rookies don't have to start. But if you want to start, how cool is that going to be if these rookies come in here and compete? Look, I don't expect Jair Brown to start over my man to Sean Gibson, right? I don't expect it. But that doesn't mean it can't happen. It doesn't mean that. And then what does that mean? Well, that means that your depth is better. Because if you move to Sean Gibson to the depth chart, opposed to a starting spot, and you let the, the the young kid go out there who's a ball hawk, right? Now, all of a sudden, and don't get it twisted, Sean Gibson is a ball hawk, okay? Sean Gibson is a ball hawk. He led the team in interceptions last year. A ball hawk. And drop two. So imagine that. Had four, drop two. Should have had six. And probably should have had more than that. It's going to be really really dope really 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 dope so i'm excited i'm sorry i didn't get to some of your comments out here i wanted to go on my little rant about how the 49ers are looking to run it back i just gave you several reasons how they're looking to run it back and it's going to start on that offensive side i think the defense is intact i think the special teams got better and now the offense is going to probably be the question mark because a you there there are a few unknowns quarterback tackle couple of unknowns i said future there should be one more can't really think of one more unknown you got george kittle at your tight end you got christian mccaffrey at your running back your wide receivers are locked right so it's the quarterback and the tackle position all right uh i see a couple of questions in here so i'm gonna go ahead and shoot these down then i'm gonna open up the uh the airways for you guys my man collie he says wayne you think looter can challenge in the north i this is why i love you bro because I've been a huge advocate for uh, Darrell Luter Jr. or Darrell Luter Jr. Huge advocate, like the kid. Like I love, I love, I love Diamo. I, I think he's a great player and he's going to be great. And I don't know, I don't know. I want look. Here's how I look at it. Let me calm down because I'm getting excited. The 49ers are looking to be better now but also be improved for the future correct and so what's going on Mimi B and so what's going on is they draft a guy like Darrell Luter Jr. who's an outside guy but can play inside doesn't get beat that's the key he doesn't get he doesn't get beat he, he plays so physical and he played so physical in college that he didn't get beat. And what most what impressed me the most was how he played physical at the Senior Bowl. He drew a flag, but who gives a He plays physical, right? And so you, when you're asking me this question, there's a possibility. It all depends on how well he grasped the concept of Steve Wilkes' defense. Now, see, I don't see no one talking about this. So the moment they start talking about this, they got this from here first. All right. It was a question led by my man, Kali, and they got it here first. So here's my take. We're not talking about how new our defensive coordinator is. What I'm trying to say is the fact that he's new is fair game for everybody because everybody got to learn stuff. Everybody got to learn his his concepts. Everybody got to learn his zone blitzes, his man blitzes, his blitzing blitzes. Like, they got to learn the Steve Wilkes way. So it's kind of like a new system for everybody. Now, there are a couple of key pillars that Nick Bosa ain't got to learn anything. Javon, Javon Hargrave is not going to have to learn much. Eric, I mean, they have specific assignments, but we're talking about the backfield. We're talking about where Steve Wilkes perseveres it's complicated it's aggressive the question you you're asking me about Darrell Luter Jr he's gonna he's probably the most aggressive cornerback on the roster most aggressive what is Steve Wilkes like aggression it can get you a couple of penalties here and there but damn it sets the damn tone so can he challenge him? Yes. Will he beat him out? I don't know. But the challenge is going to be there, bro. And I love it. I love it. 
And it's all fair game for everyone out there, especially in the backfield. You heard you heard Steve Wilkes, um, you know, endorsing Isaiah Oliver at the nickel spot. So now we're saying to ourselves, damn, like he's endorsing Isaiah Oliver. Cool. But damn, like what about the other guys? What about the guys that were already there, the guys that we felt like could play at the nickel spot? Well, hey, it ain't up to us. It's going to be up to who Steve Wilkes feels like grass his concept and shows that type of aggression. And aggression just doesn't mean blitzing. That's one part of being aggressive. Aggressive means jamming some of these motherfuckers at the line, <laughs> knocking them off their trajectories, not getting penalty flags thrown. It's going to be super, super, super dope to watch how the 49ers DBs do. But, Kali, thanks for that question, man. I appreciate you, bro. All right, listen, I'm going to put the link in the chat. Now, before I do so, you guys can jump on. The phone doesn't work properly, so you have to join live if that's okay. All right, now, here's the question that I want you guys to answer, and it's a general-based question. It's not something you got to dig and do some research. It kind of comes down to your opinion. Ooh. Wait, 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 wait. We got some spicy stuff. I see it out there. But the question is, what are you most excited about this upcoming season? All right. What are you? Not me, not Breezy. What are you most excited about this upcoming season? I'm putting the link in the chat as we speak. All right. You can see it pop up there uh, on your streaming service. So feel free to click on the Jizoint. All right. And I'm going to bring you on. You guys have a couple of minutes to speak. The more the merrier. We, you know, the more the merrier. So if you have some time, jump on. If you don't want to be video present, that's cool. Just turn your camera off and you can be vocal present, right? So it's almost kind of like that. What's going on, Anthony? How you doing? Eric, I see you out there, man. Appreciate you. Larry, what's going on, baby? What's going on, family? Oh, and and so here's the thing, right? We were talking about the 49ers traveling this year. Number two team with the most travel uh, travel miles, right? Crazy stat, right? You don't really think about it much, but you know when I look at our when I look at our schedule and bearing injuries. So we, when we do schedule, when we do record predictions. It's bearing all injuries, right? It's it's going to be interesting to see how the 49ers finish. Some people have us going twelve and five. I have us going thirteen and four. Some people got us going fourteen and three. Some people have us going seventeen and zero. We're going to talk more about that on Friday's episode when John is here. But I would love to know what you are most excited about this upcoming season. Feel free to click on the link. All right, you could join the show at your convenience. Uh, and I tell you what, to you guys join the show, we'll go ahead and talk a little bit about the record prediction. All right, so I don't know if you guys got a chance to see um, the record prediction show that we did. Uh, we did one with uh, with the Nitty Gritty Niners crew, uh, and we did our record predictions. We agreed on most of the games. I felt like we all came down to the 13-5-ish. and -ish. I mean, 13-4-ish and -ish kind of record or whatnot. So it's going to be interesting to see, like, how it pans out. Uh, I see my man Gammon is in the back. But I'm curious to know what your record predictions are going to be at 13. And I got 13 and 4. I know Peachy had us at 12 and 5. The rest of us had us at 13 and 4. I feel like this is the standard, in my opinion, for the 49ers. I just, I just feel like it's the standard. And it's going to take something detrimental for that to not happen. Um, and it's weird because we look at the schedule – it looks very fair for the 49ers, but then you got to incorporate the damn traveling. So it's going to be super interesting to see how it goes. Uh, I see 17 and no out there. I didn't say anybody's name, but some people got us going 17 and no. My man Johnny Chess says, yo, Wayne, your team got weaker, son. I would love to know where we got weaker, son. You let me know, Johnny, where we got weaker. And I kindly would clap back. I, I, I promise you, easy clap back. Easy clap back. Bryant says 15 or two or better. I love it. Wow. So this is the whole damn thing. That, that's it. I don't think uh, that's it. Whole damn thing. Whole damn thing. Kick and caboodle. There's your 12 and five. <laughs> there's your 12 and five. You know what I'm saying? Eric says, I like to call in, but if you don't have time to take my call. Oh, it's not about time. The call, like I, when I used to do the call thing, it's it's internet based and so it used to pick up on the stream now when you call in for some reason the crew can't hear you 
So there's probably some type of rewiring type of an issue that I have to do that I just don't want to mess up. And so now I put the link in uh, in the thing for you guys to jump on. So let's go ahead and get this show started right. I got my man Gamma here. What's going on, Playboy? Hey, what, how's it going? I I have the uh, 49ers because uh, there's 18 weeks in, in the yes. seasons. So I have the 49ers going 18-0 in the regular season. Yes, we even win the bye week. That's how dominant of a team that we're going to be today. So I, I, I like that because I remember uh, Jack Snock said 18 and 0 at one point, and everybody was laughing, including myself. But then I thought about it. We win the bye week. And what does that mean, essentially, when you say win the bye week? I know what it means for me, but what do you mean by that? Well, I think it, it's we finally have a, a semi decent bye week because we've had some early bye weeks for, for this team. Week four, um, week. <laughs> I yeah. Those. Yeah, just just awful. So anytime that we get something that's week nine and and on kind of more into the middle, at least middle part or middle half, I I think is just absolutely huge. So I guess that's that's what I mean, what I mean by winning the bye week, because it comes at a really good time for us. I like that. So my meaning was a little bit different. I was more like, hey, man, we win the bye week due to like just having like if we had players injured, they're coming back. Like, like, like things just like that. Like bye week is the week of rest and, and re, reju- rejuvenation and all that type of stuff. So when you get back from that bye, usually for the Niners, it's kind of like when they push that NOS button and they never look back. So I'm excited that it is week nine. And then they had, they hit the road to go to Jacksonville. I need to know from you, bro, what are you most excited about this upcoming season? Um, I'm pretty excited about Jake Moody, um, for sure. So one of the things that I was, as I did, what I liked about Mitch Wisnowski when he did the kickoffs was it felt like we had 11 on 11 as far as on coverage because Wisnowski, he can, he can tackle. He's a very good tackler. What I like about Jake Moody and kind of what you said is that we don't have to worry if we don't if we don't have to worry about pl- doing 11 11 on on special teams and um and I think that that's those those kickbacks those touchbacks are going to be huge cuz that's going to help also to limit those weird those funky kind of crazy injuries that can happen on special teams so pretty excited about that also too uh John Feliciano the the center who we picked yes. up from the Giants. I, I I I'm really I'm real. I was. I'm concerned about a right guard position, but then I started thinking about it, and I was like, you know what? I because I was going like, this guy might really make a serious push for the starting center. But there we go. That we might have an upgrade on that right side of the line already in house. So pretty excited about that. Was was one of the things I was looking at. I, Absolutely. It's going to be interesting. You're you said you were concerned about the right guard. I I felt like Spencer Burford held it down last year. Um which doesn't really draw a red flag or a bit of concern for me. It doesn't. I, if they continue to go with him there, I'm cool with it. If they decided to slide him over to the right tackle spot, would you be concerned? Cause he hasn't played right tackle since UTSA. I would, I, I am concerned about the depth. Um, I, I, I'm not going to lie. I think myself and, and most 49ers fans are concerned about the right side of the line because that is where um, our quarterbacks have been getting injured predominantly or when they're trying to even break through um, that right side. But I, I would say this. I really trust our coaches, our coaching staff, our position coaches. I, I do trust Chris Forrester. Um, I think he's gotten a lot out of this unit where my biggest concern about has been on the offensive line is last year, the things that we were talking about was we we're going like, man, it just didn't seem like it seemed like Bosa was out there by himself on the defensive line. It was Bosa and nobody else. It felt mm-hmm. like on this offensive line. And we were so glad we were like, can we please get him help on the offensive line? We were saying the same thing, you know, Trent Williams, it's Trent Williams. And then, and then, you know, nobody else. It, it kind of felt like a uh, reminiscent of when LeBron James was on the Cavaliers, you know, everybody else could play, but it was just LeBron out there. Um, but to be honest, not, not really. I mean, the, you have to have a weakness on, on this team and not every team is perfect. They're going to say that the Eagles are perfect, but they're, they're counting the eggs before they hatch. I mean, we drafted a first round 
defensive lineman and Kinlaw, but that just because you draft somebody in the first round doesn't mean that they're that they explode or explosive. When we drafted Nick Bosa, he looked great and phenomenal his first year, but that was, you know, nine sacks, right? That first year. And there's a big difference between his first year and this last year. So even though they did draft a defensive lineman the first year, I don't think that that replaces um, Hargrave. Um, Another thing I'm most excited about, I think Armstead's going to have a huge season. I think Armstead's going to have a huge season because he was, I don't think he was himself last year he was injured remember he had the plantar fasciitis or whatever he had it was something that was bothering him in the foot and then when that healed sort of kind of something else happened so he he had some injuries that he was dealing with um uh last year but but you did see when he finally started to look healthier he was starting to become a force and teams weren't really running like the way that they need to run again on on the inside um you know but look i i just feel like Everybody that the 49ers uh, added is going to help benefit one another. So the fact that they added the key, the Javon uh, piece, that's going to help benefit some of the remaining. And it's going to help free up some of those double teams because there's only, what, uh, five guys, possibly maybe six, if you use a tight end to help on the on the offensive side. And they're not going to be able to double everybody. You know what I'm saying? So it's going to be interesting. So guys are going to have to win their one-on-one matchups. Um, I'm super excited to see uh, about that. Anything else you're excited for before I I bring on our next guest? Absolutely. The thing that I am absolutely, truly most excited about is that this channel right now is at, is at, you know, 2.99 K. So that means, so that means we are, we are just inches. We are inches away from that three K sub set. So if I could be here, you know, watching as we as this channel hits 3K. Listen, everyone who's been here, this show's been going on for 41 minutes and 44 seconds. So that means that you've already liking you already like the content, and you enjoy it. I listen. I this is what I'm going to do, Wayne. I'm going to get on my wife's cell phone, go go onto YouTube. <laughs> I'm going to go ahead and subscribe. So that way, and it helps me make sure that I stay informed, never miss a show. So that way, she's <laughs> looking up for me. And then I'm going to do the same thing for her. I'm going to subscribe to one of her shows. And that way, whenever her show pops on. So that's that's a good marriage. We have each other's back. So that's beautiful. I'm most excited about seeing you hit the 3K mark today, today in the next 10 minutes. All right. Appreciate you, Gaming. Thank you for joining. All right. Peace. What's going on, E? Hey, Breezy. How are you? I'm doing good, man. It's good to have you here, bro. Listen, I haven't talked to you in a long time, so I'm just going to give you some time, some space, and I'll just break things down, man. What are you most excited for uh, about the 49ers this upcoming season? Yeah, no, I appreciate it, man. Thanks for having me on. Uh, if you don't mind, real quick, before I get into that, I just want to say something about the draft. Uh, sure. We haven't, we haven't talked since the draft. Uh, I know a lot, of, a lot of people around the league kind of been clowning on the 49ers because of the draft. If you look at the uh, – First three draft picks, it was a tight end, a kicker, and a safety. Those aren't, like, the most important positions in football. So a lot of people are saying, like, Mel Kuyper gave the 49ers, like, the worst draft grade, something like that. I just want to really quick put it put it into perspective, okay? Now, first of all, the most important positions in football, you start a quarterback. We're pretty good at quarterback. Now, there's some question marks, but they weren't about to draft another quarterback, so that's good. Left tackle, Trent Williams. Edge rusher, Nick Bosa, wide receiver, Debo Samuel. I mean, you, you know, these 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 fans are like, oh, my God, you, you took a safety and a kicker. Yeah, we took a safety and a kicker because we have Debo Samuel, Trent Williams, Nick Bosa. We didn't need those positions. You guys are trading up to draft a quarterback because you don't have Trey Lance. You don't have Brock Purdy. Guess who our third-string quarterback is? Oh, the former number three pick in the draft, Sam Darnold. You know what I mean? Uh, oh, you guys are trading up to draft a left tackle because you don't have Trent Williams. You guys are trading up to draft a defensive end because you don't have Nick Bosa. And you're laughing at the 49ers because they already have these positions locked down. If these if these fans could put things into perspective, they would look at it and they would realize, you know, we wish our team was in a position where we could afford to take a kicker in the third round because we don't need a left tackle. We don't need to draft Nick Bosa. We already got that guy. And then the other thing I want to put in perspective is two of those picks were compensatory picks. So they're laughing at the 49ers for what they did with free picks that they got for being a great organization. 
the 49ers have a blueprint to get to continue getting these compensatory picks. They've been getting them for years. They're going to keep getting them. They're already slotted for some compensatory picks next year. So it's like, well, it, I, I don't know. I just think it's ironic that they're making fun of the 49ers. And it's like, well, yeah, I mean, we, we don't really need a quarterback. We don't need a left tackle. You guys are trying to build your team. We're trying to put the final piece on championship roster. So I just want to put that in perspective about the draft. Really um, good. Really good. Far, uh, uh, I just if, if you, I, I think everything you said was spot on. And I think that's why we're here. Right. I think this this is one of the reasons why I do the show to put things more into perspective, because I don't expect the the NFL analysts who have one job and one job only to see it from the 49ers, uh, you know, view. I don't I don't I don't expect them to give us the 49er take. They're going to give us their professional take, but they don't like to be wrong. No one likes to be wrong in, in, in real life if you look at it. But at the end of the day. You know, when we do draft the kicker and people are like, I can't believe we used the third. Well, believe it, because we were pretty damn stocked and we needed a kicker. Listen, Robbie Gold is gone (laughs) and I don't know who Zane Gonzalez is and I don't want to know. At the end of the day, I knew who Jake Moody was and I knew some of these kickers coming out. And if you can go cheaper at the kicker and you got 100,000 damn draft picks, use one. Doesn't matter when, just use it. And that's uh, like you said, just going cheaper too. That's Robbie Gold was making almost five million a year. Exactly. Now you're you're saving about four million on the salary cap, and you know Robbie Gold was good, but he had, he had, he had his uh, he had his strengths and his weaknesses too. He wasn't really great over fifty yards. He didn't want to uh, he didn't want to kick off anymore because he got hit a couple times on returns, and he's like getting older. He didn't want to get beat up. So, I mean, it makes a lot of sense if you look at it in perspective. If you're just looking at it like, oh, my God, you drafted a kicker. The other thing is the Patriots The Patriots traded up in the fourth round to take a kicker. The yeah, 49ers yeah. didn't have a fourth-round pick. So if they didn't take Jake Moody right where they did, they would have ended up taking the second or third-best kicker in the fifth round. I like it. It's a bold move, and I think you got to respect it, especially considering it's not like it's not like oh my god, we don't have a quarterback, we don't have a left tackle, we don't have an edge rusher, and they're taking a kicker. Like no, this is this is an all star team. This is an all star team, and they're 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 they need role players. You know what I mean? Like when you got the Heat with the big three with LeBron and Wade and Bosh, you don't need another superstar. You just need some role players that can uh, fit specific roles. So I actually really like the draft. I noticed they got a lot of pushback as, you know, there's a famous line. The guy said during the draft, who the hell is Mel Kuyper Jr. anyway? You know what I mean? <laughs> so I just wanted to get that out there. I know they've been getting a lot of heat over the draft. I but like as, as far as this season, what I'm really excited about, there's two things. One, in general, it's just like the big picture, the overall skill of the team, the coaching staff, it's the complementary football, the way that all the pieces work together. The the defense, you know, uh, getting good field position for the offense. It's the offense moving the ball, letting the defense get time to rest. It's the coaching staff putting the players in the right position. I mean, you got obviously Kyle Shanahan is one of the best defense, uh, offensive minds in football. They seem to keep the defense seems to uh, there's just this constant rotation went from Robert Sala to D'Amico Ryans now Steve Wilkes I have a lot of faith in Steve Wilkes I mean if you look at the way the Panthers ended the season last year whatever whatever you think about the guy from an X's and O's position the the Panthers were pretty much dead in the water when they went to Steve Wilkes as their head coach and they they fought the rest of the season so that to me shows that there has to be some kind of leadership there he has to be a leader of men in order to take a team that was dead in the water and say hey listen guys if we if we just win one game at a time we get back in it and they were in it they had a chance to make the playoffs at the end of the season and no and that was after they traded Christian McCaffrey they were starting freaking Baker Mayfield and Sam Darnold at quarterback so he has to be a, a very good leader of men at the very least to inspire the Panthers last year to keep fighting when it looked like they could have packed in. I mean, how many teams at that point in the season say, well, I guess it's not our year, you know, let's tank it, you know, let's tank and, you know, go for a draft pick. But the Panthers didn't do that. So part of what I'm excited about is just the, the big picture, the complimentary football, the way everything fits together. You got a, a loaded defensive line after the addition of Javon Hargrave. I mean, they were probably arguably one of the best defensive lines in football. I know you got the Eagles out there. They had the good sack numbers. 
But, you know, we got literally Javon Hargrave from the Eagles. That makes their defensive line weaker, makes ours stronger. The linebackers behind them have a little more leeway because they know because you don't have to blitz all the time. You can get pressure with the front four. You got uh, now we have two ball hawking safeties after the addition of Jair Brown. I don't know if the plan is to play him this year or next year. I think that's going to be like an open competition between him and Gibson. Mm-hmm. And then you see now Gibson. I, I like Brown. I really like the pick, but I don't want to disrespect Tayshawn Gibson because he played very Never. well last year. A lot yeah. of people, I think he's underrated. I mean, when you're on this defense, it's when you're lined up with Fred Warner and Nick Bosa and those guys, it's it's easy. It's understandable why somebody might get underrated. But if you look at the numbers, Tayshawn Gibson had a very good year last year. So he, he set, a, he set had the had bar. Pro year, actually. He had an all yeah. pro year. And a Pro Bowl year, like he could have been easily voted into one of those, those both of those, uh, you know, teams. Yeah, so it wouldn't surprise me if he does beat out Brown. I wouldn't take that as like, uh, as like a red flag against Brown. Like he couldn't beat out Gibson. Like no, Gibson set the bar pretty high. If Brown can't beat him out in you know his first training camp, I don't think that that means anything at all. I think that just means that that I think that looks better on Gibson than it would look bad on Brown. Correct. So, you know, obviously the defense, you know, is number one defense in the league last year, number one in yards and points. I think that's only like the second time in the last 20 years that's ever happened. That's that's pretty incredible. And then you look at the offense. I mean, when Christian McCaffrey got traded to the 49ers, he said something about how his first time in the huddle, he felt like he was the Pro Bowl because he's surrounded by, you know, Trent Williams, George mm-hmm. Kittle and all these guys. So, you know, I'm excited for the, you know, the big picture, complimentary football. The 49ers look like they're stacked across the board. You know, the defense is going to get after them. The offense, I think, is going to be effective. You got first uh, full season of training camp with CMC. You get a full install from day one. He doesn't have to try to learn on the fly, which you got to give him credit. He did an excellent job last year learning on the fly. I don't know how many players could have come in. And he was like, chomping at the bit to play in that Chiefs game. He didn't have to play the Chiefs game. Like he, he said, no, get me in there. Like just teach me a handful of plays. But I mean you look at his numbers, he was incredible. I you know, he, I think that it's only going to get more productive with a full season a full off season of Kyle being able to scheme up plays. So I'm really excited for just the the talent level of the team. You know, obviously made it to the NFC championship game last year, three out of the last four years. That's not a coincidence. It's not like somebody sold their soul to the devil and said, hey, please put the 49ers in the NFC Championship game. Like, they're just good. They got a lot of talent. And, you know, in general, that's got me really excited. But the second thing that's got me really excited, now maybe I might sound crazy for saying this. Some people might disagree with me for saying this. But honestly, like, the specific thing that's got me actually really excited is the quarterback position. And I know some some people are going to say, well, wait a second, what do you mean? Like, it's not like we could just easily say, oh, well, we got Patrick Mahomes, we got Josh Allen, we got Joe Burrow, we're set. Like, there, I, I will admit that there are question marks about the quarterback position, but I don't care because I like it. I really am excited about the quarterback position. With all due respect to Jimmy Garoppolo, he, I, I'm not saying that Jimmy G was the worst quarterback in the league, but he was he 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 never really scratched the top ten either. He turned the ball over a little too much, and I think that that was an area where you look at a team where they have you know above-average talent at almost every position, uh, almost every coaching position. Quarterback was the one position where we never really got like above-average quarterback play, and I'm excited about you know the uh, the quarterback situation right now with Trey Lance and Brock Purdy. I think between those two. I think you kind of have the best of both worlds. Now, when we talk about young quarterbacks, we talk about two things. We talk about their ceiling and we talk about their floor. How can they play if they completely maximize their abilities? And then the floor is what is what is the worst case scenario when things aren't going well? At the very minimum, what can you expect out of the guys? And I think between Trey Lance and Brock Purdy, when you put them together, you have with Trey Lance, you have a very high ceiling. He has all of the measurables. He's got the height. He's got the mobility. He's got the arm strength, everything. If you were building a quarterback in a lab, he would probably end up looking a lot like Trey Lance. He's got everything that you would want from a measurable standpoint. There are some question marks about whether he can put it all together. I think that Trey Lance is being, there's, 
there's the criticism of Trey Lance based off the four starts that he's played. I think it's overblown. I think if you look at the four starts, it's it's not as bad as people make it out to be. But the mm-hmm. second game uh, last at the end of last at the end of two seasons ago when he played the game against the Texans, that was an important game. And the Texans weren't great, but they were coming off a win over the Chargers. The Texans were playing hot. Now we've seen a lot of teams look at the Panthers last year. First half of the season they were terrible. Second half of the season they were really good. Just because the Texans were bad in the first half of the year, that that wasn't the same team. They were a decent team at that point, and Trey Lance played great in that game. Now you look at you look at the two starts this year against the Bears. I don't really put much stock in that game against the Bears. That was a bad weather game. A bad weather game to me is there's it's just completely variable about what could happen. It could go either way. I don't think right. that that's a fair indication of how good he is as a quarterback about whether or not he could throw the ball in a monsoon. You're not going to be playing all your games in monsoon. I'm not too worried about that. And then the next game against the Seahawks, he was looking good until he got injured. Until he he got was injured. looking he was looking pretty good. So I'm actually excited about the ceiling of Trey Lance. And I think that Brock Purdy is uh, like an excellent insurance policy. It's like if you buy a Ferrari and you're worried like, oh, maybe yes. maybe I'm, maybe I'm going to blow a gasket. Maybe the engine's going to blow out. But you got, but you also got a Prius in the driveway. That's what I'm so saying. So you, you know, no matter Prius. what, I got a car. I got a car. If the Ferrari, if the engine, if the engine drops out of my Ferrari, I know my Prius can get me there. My Prius can get me to work. Dang. So that's you get the that's high ceiling with Trey Lance, but with Brock Purdy, I think you have that high floor where he's proven he can read defenses, he can deliver the ball accurately, he has enough mobility where he can kind of avoid the rush. I mean, that's one of the things that we said about Jimmy G. And I think I think Jimmy G, after that first, I think it was a knee injury. It was definitely like a leg injury was his first one. That was when he Early, tore his ACL, remember? That, that's it. That's it, the ACL. Before that, Jimmy G actually had a little bit of maneuverability in the pocket. Now, it's kind of like with Tom Brady. Tom Brady was never out there running the ball, but he was able to maneuver in the pocket a little bit. And I see a lot of that with Brock Purdy, too. So it's, it's really got me excited because I think that I, now I, I'm not I'm not uh, pessimistic about Trey Lance. I don't expect Trey Lance to play poorly. I think everything that I've heard is that he's got an excellent work ethic. He listens to coaching. He responds to coaching. He's a very intelligent player. The, obviously, his college career was great. You know, I'm very optimistic about Trey Lance. But for whatever reason, if it you know if it doesn't work out, if he just shows that. You know, he, he he just isn't as accurate as he needs to be, or it's just not working with Trey Lance. I think Brock Purdy has shown that, okay, we could still go to him, and he could provide, at the very least, like I said, being able to read the defense, deliver the ball accurately, execute the offense. So I'm, I'm kind of excited about it, because if you look at the rest of the team, it's pretty loaded everywhere. And if we can get uh, if we can get above average quarterback play from either between either Trey Lance or Brock Purdy, uh, I mean I don't know. There's a lot of talented teams in the league. I don't want to go too far with it and say like you know is there a Super Bowl lock or anything like that. But this is a team that's proven that they're successful over the last four to five years. They've done it. They've made a Super Bowl with Jimmy Garoppolo. I think both Trey Lance and Brock Purdy. I mean. I don't I, actually. I don't even think it's opinion. I, I'm pretty sure it's a fact that Brock Purdy played better than Jimmy Garoppolo did at the end of last season. I think if you look at the yeah. numbers, it's, it's a fact. Yeah, he was exactly. The best quarterback on the roster last year. He played the best. Yeah, exactly. And I think the rest of the league should be a little worried. Like, wait a second, the 49ers have been running up and down the field on everybody with Jimmy Garoppolo. What you know? What's going to happen when they get better quarterback play? And I think that we saw that with Brock Purdy at the end of last year. They went on uh, an 11-game win streak. Brock Purdy, I believe, started seven of those games. They And they they weren't just winning. They were blowing the doors off people. They embarrassed Tom Brady and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. They were, they like, and that's, that's, that's one of the things that always concerned me a little bit because for years it seemed like the 49ers, they were always letting teams hang in there. They were always letting teams stay close. They, they didn't put guys away, and part of that was because the offense just wasn't that explosive with Jimmy Garoppolo. They weren't that consistent with Jimmy Garoppolo. They weren't able to put teams away. And in the NFL, the the worst NFL team is still an NFL team. And if you let them hang in there, they'll come back on you eventually. I mean, those guys have pride. 
They get paid to do what they do, and they're in the NFL for a reason. The, the, even the worst drafting team, they're not drafting guys that can't play football. So that was always one of my concerns that they would let teams hang in there. But when Brock came in last year, they weren't letting teams hang in there. They were putting them away. They were like, oh, a two-score two lead? No, no, that's not enough. Let's get a three-score lead. Let's get a four-score lead. So sorry to take up too much of your time. I hope uh, I didn't take up too much time from any it's other callers. It, no, it's all good. We're going to end the segment after this. But this was very well said, and, and I sat here and took as much notes as I could. This was, this was perfect, spot on. I like that. I, now you got me excited, and I wasn't excited on this route. But now I am, so I can't wait. It's going to be a lot to watch, man, and I truly appreciate you for calling in. E. All right. Thank you, Breezy. Have a nice day. Same to you, brother. Peace. That was fun. Because it's always good when you guys call in because I get to kind of like kick off my shoes, relax my feet, hit the ding ding, uh, pause. That's the this, and um, you know, just I just get a kind of just get fed. You know, sometimes I would like to be fed, and you guys do a really good job when you guys choose to call in. We'll end the segment here. Let's get to the poll question. Uh, but if you ask me what I'm most excited about this season, I, I guess I'm excited about the 49ers kind of like picking up where they left off. And I know that was on a sour note, but they were on a really, really, really big high. And the only reason why they got knocked down off of that cloud nine was because of the due to an injury to the quarterback position. Well, now the Niners done reloaded and they got like three quarterbacks plus Brock Purdy returning. And so I feel like the quarterback position to me is a lot better than what it was uh, at during that Eagles game. And so I'm excited to see. Uh, I know Eric said if we can get above average quarterback, I don't even think we need above average quarterback play. Average would be fine. Hit the throw. I thought Brock Purdy was doing an average job until he starts showing above average things. I would like for Trey Lance to come in and do average work until he's comfortable enough to make those extended type of plays. It's going to be interesting. I see my man out there saying that we're going to be putting this all on uh, Christian McCaffrey. I think that's the dumbest take I've ever heard in my entire life. They didn't put it all on Christian McCaffrey last year. Why would they put it all on him this year? And here's the thing. They don't have to put it all on Christian McCaffrey. It's not our fault Christian McCaffrey's the greatest running back in the NFL. We still got Debo Samuel. You got Brandon Ayuk. I like to call him BA2K because he's going for 2,000 yards in his contract year. George Kittle is here. The offensive line to me is intact. There are weapons. There are a plethora of weapons for this 49ers on this 49ers roster. And if they spell the running backs like they did last year, if Elijah Mitchell is healthy like he was, his uh kind of like his rookie season, well, damn, did you watch what they did with a Elijah Mitchell and Christian McCaffrey. Did y'all watch that junk? It was CMC. Do your thing. All right, cool. 100 yards. All right, Elijah Mitchell, come in in the third quarter, man. I'm, now I'm going to let you do your thing. The defenses were so gassed. They didn't know what to do. The issue was Elijah Mitchell was unhealthy. He couldn't stay healthy. That was the issue. Why do you think I was so pissed off at the NFC Championship game? The moment I'm walking into the stadium, the moment I'm walking into the stadium, the moment I get the alert that he's not going to play, I'm like, damn, this is going to be tough. Just because the way that they were changing the pace. You guys watch basketball. When players get tired, you bring in the sixth man off the bench. And he's supposed to keep your offense going. Johnny Chat says, who's your QB? I tell you what, Johnny, it doesn't matter who the QB is. The team is stacked. We just need a quarterback that can come in here and do what he's asked and do those things outside of what he's asked, and we'll be just fine. Trey Lance is the quarterback, though, to answer your question. All right, so there it is. Let's get to the poll question. All right, um... I'm curious to know who you guys feel like is going to make the most impact. Here are your choices. If you didn't get a chance to vote, we got 103 votes. I'm going to go ahead and end this uh, real quick. We're going to up out of here. All right. Again, we're doing the Elijah Mitchell signed autographed jersey giveaway. Uh, once we get to 3K, I will pick randomly who that winner will be. It will be announced on the next Wayne Breezy show. All right. Uh, and, and we'll go ahead and give that away. Now, who will... Which player will make the most impact in 2023 and will be the key to the 49ers' success? It's a twofold question. 
Which player will make the most impact and be the key? Interesting. All right. 35% out of the 100%. 35% symmetry. I ain't even going to. Matter of fact, let me read. All right, let's, let's go. 13% of you guys said Nick Bosa. 17% of you guys said Debo Samuel. 33% of you guys said Javon Hargrave. And 35% of you said CMC. Interesting. Interesting. Listen, I love y'all. I appreciate you guys for tuning in. Listen, I'll be back today, 5 p.m. I'm going to have special guest Larry Kruger will be on the show. We'll be doing a, another show. We're going to be going over uh, record predictions, and we're going to be talking about some of these, you know, analyst record predictions. And I want to see kind of like where Larry stands with his record predictions. It's going to be really interesting to watch. It's going to be the Larry Kruger, Wayne Breezy record prediction show. I'm curious to see how he fares with the situation. So that's going to be at 5 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And I believe... At 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, I got to check with my boy Raj. The R&B show is back, baby. It should be back on today. So, again, if you subscribe to the channel, make sure it's the alerts are on all and make sure that they're on so you don't ever miss an episode. If you're new to the channel, don't forget to click that subscribe button. If you didn't hit the like button already, make sure you do so. Love y'all. Stay up. Stay faithful. But always keep it nitty gritty, baby. That's how we do right here. Thanks for watching.